Blog Talk Radio. broadcast 
If you would like to get in touch with us, our P.O. Box is 9786. That's Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. You can hear us weekly on this radio station as well as the weekends, and we want to encourage you to sup with us as we go into the inner courts and behind the veil. We love to worship and praise God. And this is also our disclaimer. Before we get started, we just want to say to you that the artists own all rights to their music. We are here to promote those sounds and to glorify God and encourage you to get those CDs. God bless you again, and let us sit back and listen to Dietrich Haddon. Amen. Again, as you listen to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast, well, I just want to give you an update. I went to the viewing of the body today for Apostle Dr. Carolyn Watson. Again, that's Apostle 
Dr. Carolyn Watson. We call her Pastor Watson. She's with the Pentecostal Jerusalem Faith, Hope, and Charity Church. Pentecost Jerusalem Faith, Hope, and Charity Church on West Baltimore Street. We were there to commemorate, to celebrate, and also to just to encourage each other in the body of Christ based on Ephesians 4 of unity in the body that she has been in ministry over 60 years. And I just want to say truly we had a good time Mother looks so beautiful here in the United States. She was at March Funeral Home West in Baltimore, Maryland. It was so beautiful. The colors was red and white. She had on a white silk robe that was trimmed in gold rhinestones. Of course, it looked like diamonds. (laughs) And she had on a beautiful white hat with lace. And we always used to tease that we had to wear the first lady hat, the rhinestones of fur or lace trim suits, of course with gloves, because Mother always wanted us to represent the best when we went into the church as women of God, as virtuous women and ministers in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So many of us as leaders, especially women, we had the opportunity to be uh, trained under such good leadership. We was able to start from the bottom up to learn everything about church, about the protocol, accountability, and responsibility. So it was such a, such a blessing. You know, I was thinking the other night, I was pondering over Pastor Watson and all that she has done for me and my family and how I was with her for 10 to 12 years. And God put something in my heart that was so profound. I used to see, Mother, that people would come through the church. It was always leaders. Majority of 99% was leaders. And it was apostles and bishops and prophets, evangelists, preachers and teachers, the whole fivefold. And some of those that came in, that they were already licensed ministers, but she took them to the next level. I could never understand why she would ordain these people when they were already uh, consecrated or they were already affirmed in the ministry, but she took the license to another level. And God laid it in my heart that there were times in a lot of our lives that people were held back, because people, some people in authority did not believe, was not fair, um, had personal problems or hang-up with individuals, um, tried to sit them down. And many a times that people who are called, instead of getting a hug, leadership guidance, fairness, and just the opportunity to serve God, You have to compete with man. Uh, You have to get his approval. In the church, mind you, this is in leadership, and this is a true story, that to get those creditations of those papers, sometimes uh, you have to stand before a board. You have to be examined. You have to be tested and tried. 
you went through all of this, and still you may not have gotten to the mark. I remember one time I heard a bishop or a pastor say, I know what the real Holy Ghost look like, and I know if they got it or not. I said, how do you know? It's a certain way you shout. You don't slide to the floor. You bounce up and down. And I started looking, and I couldn't see the difference. But there is so much skepticism in the body of Christ that I understand why God said he's going to come to judge the church first, which include us, but more so those shrines, those edifices, those temples, those ministries and churches and all of those associations that God has allowed people to raise up in his name but it's so much scrutiny and pulling down and just holding people back from rightly dividing the word of truth. And I want to say to the fivefold ministry, and I can say it as apostle, that we need to get this thing together in love. We are not God. That God said try the spirit with the spirit. He didn't say judge the fruits of a man, labor, he did not say examine it to the point that you think he's qualified, that this is God's job. And what I love about Pastor Watson, when you came in the door, she would say, well, what are you? If you say you're a pastor, she would call you a pastor from time she met you up until the time she didn't see you no more. And when she saw you again, it could be 10, 20 years later, she would call you a pastor. She would confirm it. If she saw you was on another level, she said, yeah, you're a pastor, but right now you're an overseer, and God is going to add to the ministry daily. And this is what I love about her, that it did not matter if you took a test and you had to go through ordination and catechism and you didn't uh, have to go through all of that and be voted upon and, and go to a separate room and made a decision and came out. It was just like with Jesus when he was walking through and passed the Sea of Galilee and he walked up to fishermen and all the others and said, follow me. He didn't say, oh, you're a doctor, so you can't be used as a minister, or you're a fisherman, so you don't know how to preach. He didn't say, oh, you're a persecutor and you uh, did things to God's people, so I'm not going to use you to be a disciple. God saw the soul, the heart, and he saw the purpose of man in his calling. And this is what I like about Pastor Watson. It just came to me. I've been with that lady over 12 years and knowing her, and God showed me that it's so very important that we give the people the opportunity to exercise those gifts. If you see they are missionaries, then help them to rightly divide the word of truth. Encourage them to go to the nursing homes. If you see that God is using them to evangelize, then go out with them and encourage them to use that bullhorn or get some tracks and pass them out to the people up and down the roads in the city and all through the mainstream and just say that Jesus loves you because sometimes people need that. If you see people are preachers, if you hear that oratorial voice that God has given them to rightly divide the word of truth, invite them to your church to have a service. Don't be so rigid and so frigid that you got so much skepticism 
and you are so uh, stern in your belief that you won't give them an opportunity to say Jesus is Lord. This is about when I was down Pentecostal Jerusalem. It did not matter. When you came in the door, you was a star for God. You had a chance to go ahead and preach that gospel. You had a chance. If you never was a pastor, you could sit there and she'll say, go get communion and come sit up on the pulpit and and go ahead, get on that piano or get on that organ. And she would give everybody an opportunity to go to their greatness in God. And many a time she would call you so far advanced that you'd be like, huh, that can't be me. And what she said would come to pass. She told me when she met me, she said she sent everybody to my church because I was just starting out. I had a little street corner church, and all the leaders kept coming through. And I would say, who are all these people? I don't know them. She said, they're my friends, and I want them to come over and give you a service. She said, because you're here by yourself. And she said, stay encouraged. I want you to preach to the chairs because the angels are sitting there. And one day she said, you're an overseer. I said, what's an overseer? Because people kept saying I wasn't a pastor. They didn't want me to even be an elder. She said, watch and see. She said, God going to add to your increase. Before I realized it, I had three churches, and then I networked with churches in Africa. Uh, the pastors flew all the way in from Africa just to meet me, and we had prayer. And I had them affirm as apostle. And when they left, one pastor got 900 churches in Africa under him, and he's a prelate now over 900 churches. The other one traveled all over the world. And she saw that way ahead of time, and she gave me the opportunity. I didn't like being a pastor because I didn't want to sit in one place. But then God fixed that, <laughs> that I had the elder to take over the church. And she encouraged me and went all the way up to now that I I work with leaders and bishops and apostles, and we break bread together. And I get guidance from them because I don't know it all. And it encourages me to get to the next level so that my labor won't be in vain. I thank God for Archbishop and Happy Mother's Day to her that she was able to open up this door on the radio for me that we heard all over the world and that meet some very fine people. I thank God for that opportunity because we, I don't like to be considered a pastor, but then I had a young man in Pakistan say I'm his pastor and he's been linked to me for a year and a half. I heard from others around the country, especially in Jamaica. I call him my son and he's doing fine. So you never know where your destiny will take you. You just have to encourage someone. Remember the other day, I'm just a nobody trying to tell somebody about the love of God. We all are ministers. Would you believe, for all of those that's listening to me, you are a minister. You are called as a minister of reconciliation. You are called as a minister to encourage the body of Christ. You are called as a minister to say, Thus said the Lord of hosts. You are called to evangelize not only your family, your friends, your enemies, and just tell them about the love of God and to give them a hug. And truly, it is such a blessing. I remember when um, the opportunity came up that they wanted to ordain me as a bishop. And being a woman, 
it says that if a man desire the office of a bishop and have one wife, so according to that description, that let, let me out. But in the spiritual sense of things that God deals by the spirit and supernatural, not so much as physical attributes of man, but in the relationship that you're single-minded, that you desire to do a higher work for God, and that I was, I even said to God, I said, God, I said, well, if I'm a bishop, I said, I would love to have a prayer for maybe a woman bishop just to affirm it or to just let me know I'm on the right track because according to man that I can't be a bishop. I went to Hampton University here in uh United States to a conference. It was the ministers' conference where ministers all over the world, eight to 9,000 ministers meet there once a year. And I was looking at some of the robes I love. You know how I am about clothes and beautiful silk garments and different cloth and cotton garments. I just love pretty things. And I never will forget that this lady walked up to me, and I said, I need some purple. And she said, why? I said, they want to dame me as a bishop, but I want everything right. And she said, I'm Bishop Vesta McKenzie, and I have churches all over the world, even in Africa, and the church she has personally was 3,000 members. I was so touched that God gave me a confirmation sign, not only of being an overseer but a bishop, because I knew nothing about this lady. But we were drawn through the anointing, and she and she prayed for me and already consecrated me in prayer. So by the time I went through that ordination, that I was feel that I was blessed. It's just like if Samuel poured oil on David's head before he became king. So God will send people in your life. He will send people that can help you get to the next level. And when I look back over my journey, I laughed. I said, I've been around Pastor Watson too long. I must have dated about 25 people worldwide and have helped them to, before I even got to that level, I'm a pastor, but I helped, I knew the protocol. And I had apostles to affirm apostles. I had um people who were bishops to come in and constantly, you know, ordain those that were bishops. So I like to do things in DC in order. And I do not have a problem in stepping back and giving somebody else the uh the opportunity to go first. So it was so profound that God showed me this week that the greatest thing that she did was to loose his people into the kingdom of ministry of reconciliation, of an opportunity to go forward in God. Good God Almighty. So truly it's a blessing. And I just left there maybe about 10 or 15 minutes ago at the funeral home, and um, I, I, I called myself always trying to sit in the background, but I always wind up being up in the front, and not by choice but by invitation. So they were playing the organ and, a young man was singing, and they waited for me to come in because they saw I was in the spirit. I was clapping my hands. There's no shame in my game when it comes to praising God. I guess y'all see that. And before we realized that, we had a quartet. <laughs> one was playing the organ. The other one was singing with the uh, bass. I was trying to scream alto, I mean uh, soprano. And then we had about two or three more men, and we formed a circle and we had a good time, something that mother would enjoy, 
and she was in that beautiful, beautiful, uh, just, uh, I guess they would call it, uh, it was white trimmed in gold brass and with a white pillow all through it, and it had, uh, it was so pretty, more so like a, a, a stone, a type of marble stone. It was beautiful, the pretty white. And then it had the red velvet trimmed around the white casket. And she had the white silk road on with yellow diamond trim on the sleeves and yellow diamonds running up and down the robe. And then she had this uh, silk blouse on. And, of course, everything was right there with the lace. <laughs> And gloves could be applied. It was so beautiful. And she looked so peaceful. And she was smiling. And I just thanked her. And I sung privately a couple of songs to her because I, I was like, I'm not a singer, even though people always ask me to try to sing. And I had a good time. And I just stayed there and sung my heart out. Of course, I didn't have I took off my shoes. I, I couldn't stand in those high heel shoes. And they were rhinestones, too. <laughs> So I had a good time. Of course, I was in my black two-piece suit uh, with a rhinestone blouse, rhinestone shoes that were black and trimmed in silk, and I had a black scarf on trimmed in rhinestones. So I was I was diamond from the head all the way down to the toes. I wasn't playing. <laughs> I love to dress. I had a good time. And Mother, she was sitting in her white silk with her yellow diamonds, and I'm over in the corner and my black suit trimmed in diamonds as well. And I kind of giggled. I said, Ma, look what you did. You got this rubbed off on me. And I will hope before I close my eyes I, I just to do a revival. I love being outside and getting that bullhorn and just, just preaching to the city or the town, the road, or wherever, and being outside. I love that outside worship where I can just sing up to heaven and look up to the uh, hills will come with my help, that God bless me. I don't like being confined in the building. I love being outside talking to God. Hey, hallelujah. So this was our salute. That was the update. Many of uh, people came into uh, the viewing, and I, I want to give a special shout-out to Sydney, my daughter. <laughs> it's been so long she had to break it down to me. Just because I got that title, it don't mean I know everything. And uh, she had to explain uh, the pros and the cons to me. And she's such a, a, a church girl. Her daddy is a pastor. So she's going to make a nice, fine first lady one day. So God bless you again. I just want to say that whatever you do, if you have the opportunity to help somebody do it, if you can advance them in a praise dance or play on the drums or give them an opportunity to sing, let them. Let people come into your church. Look, remember now, I was a pastor to the Game Boys, to the Crips and the Blood, and the Gorillas came past. And them, them Game Boys could play the drums, could sing, could be on that piano. Um, it was such a blessing. And um, they were they were my members, and I was so grateful that a nobody became a somebody on that storefront church and that I just loved it. And then when I had my dinner, I had guys on moped and those bikes up in the air on the back wheel. And I had, the, uh, it was so many uh, boys that came from one side of town to the other, from west to east. And it was so filled that the police, like, surround the whole neighborhood. It was just so many game boys. And we was having church. Good God Almighty. And I treated them with respect and with honor. I didn't talk about their business. I just said God loves them. 
gave them a hug, told them they could come into church, read a scripture, and I always had a smile on my face. When trouble came, some would ask them, um, they would ask me to pray for them. If their child got sick, they invited me to the home or brought them to me to pray. So it made me feel like I had a purpose in God. I say all of that because according to man, that some of them, she's a female, that she shouldn't be in the pulpit, or that, um, you know, she's not a pastor or a leader, that maybe she can be an usher or not even a missionary. And God knows our, they say we can't be evangelists to go preach and teach the gospel, but Jesus told Mary to go tell it and go tell my disciples. So that's what we got to do. We got to tell each person in our lives that you are special, that God loves you, and, yes, you are somebody in God. Regardless what man said, they can't hold you back because what God got for you is for you. And can you imagine that mother has gone on, that she is, that I'm telling you, when we looked at her face, that this woman age-wise was 75 years old. But when we looked in that coffin, she looked 36 years old. Her face was smoother than it ever been. She had a smile on her face that we'd never seen, and she had a glow right there laying in a casket. I said, good God Almighty, that heaven just smiled on her. We saw such peace, such happiness, and such joy because God said, I go to prepare a place for you, and God said, you will be with me always until the end of time. So truly we are so grateful for that death, burial, and resurrection that when we die, that we will have eternal life with him. Can you imagine being up there in the glory seat, hey, hallelujah, of Michael and Gabriel and the angels, and up there where it all took place and that God himself is going to guide us. Can you imagine? Matter of fact, let us listen to Tambler Man. God bless you as you listen to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. Amen. Can you imagine just standing before the king?
songwriter says to be surrounded by your glory I can only imagine how it feels to be in the presence of God please encourage someone to let them know that God favors them that we are not all uh, righteous before God that we have all fallen short and that all of us have a chance to the tree of life and make somebody feel like they're somebody. Smile at them. Give them a hug. Treat your brothers the way you want to be treated, even with your enemies. Try to give that special little smile and encouragement. And if nothing else, just go ahead and have peace amongst the brethren. You have to have peace among your neighbors, peace in the valley, peace on the street. You know, things are so wicked, so we have to keep things in prayer. You know, that's the main thing. We got six months to mind our own business and six months to leave others alone. So you need to be about your father's business, and you need to be about just loving each other the way that God loves you and to know that God has favored you. You know why? Because God has favored me too. Amen. Let us listen to Hezekiah Walker. Amen. In your trial, in your test, in your hard time, don't worry. Attack your character, attack your integrity. Don't worry, no, no. Touch your neighbor, encourage the person next to you. Tell them I got it.
Do you know that there is an eruption that's happening on the sun that is affecting our uh, uh, cosmic that we live in, our atmosphere, and that is, that's why sometimes you see all this flood, uh, you see all this devastation, tsunami, you see all of this stuff taking place that's destroying different uh, places like, say, in Turkey or other places that you see that this going on even in some of those Asian uh, countries and cities and towns that is flooding, there's rivers, the mountains are falling, the waters are loose and flooding out towns and city because there is a shift in the heavens. A shift has taken place in the sun. There are eruptions in the sun atmosphere. There is a, a volcanic uh, a heat reaction, almost like a, a volcano is like erupting on the side of the uh, sun that's not only affecting our earth, but is also affecting the universe that rocks and meteorites and all of those cos- uh, cosmos things that's uh, coming our way and that it is affecting us and the balances that's in our gra- uh, gravity system. So only through looking at the news and only through looking at nature or watching geographics or looking at different programs that can be information to you to help you better understand that prayer is needed, that salvation is needed, that being on one accord is needed. If you can't get along with your brother, do you think God wants you up in heaven with him? Because you want to be a cocoon, you're not sociable, you don't want to be around people, uh, you you have an attitude. You know, I don't like to be around people either because I've been an only child, but I push myself. You know, I'm making myself even this Mother's Day here in the United States. I'm pushing myself to have a cookout and stop being so anti-sociable, but be sociable and be hospitable so that I can't even say it, so that people can come over, have some hamburgers and hot dogs, and, and of course, I'm in Maryland, so we're going to have those great big old jumbo meat crabs and shrimps, and we are going to enjoy the fellowship and watch your little grandkids play on the bouncy house and that we're just going to sit back and enjoy breathing, that we don't have to have the mask on, that we can be with family, that while we are alive on this earth, because we don't know what tomorrow may bring, that we are going to fellowship. And I thank God for Ryan and David and Tamika and Jen, that they are coming to see me, their mom, and that we're going to be in my backyard and we're going to uh, have some fruits and all this good seafood and we're just going to have a good time, and I'm going to be sociable, you know, and, and make up my mind that I don't know the day or hour, how long I have on this earth, but I want to give it every opportunity I can to show love and give my kids a hug. So I would encourage all the listeners out there, go hug your mother or your dad. Go to the nursing homes. Go over to the house and take them a meal. My son one time surprised me that on Mother's Day he brought me one single red rose, and it really touched my heart. And just go ahead and just fellowship. That's what God wants us to do, that we have the fellowship. That was one of the reasons why I didn't want to be a pastor. I said, God, these are your people. You died for them. I said, but God, I don't have anything to say to them. Oh, country girl, I can barely speak. But for some reason they gravitate, or just like when I was at a repast today, 
that uh, they came up to me and said, why don't you sing? I said, sing, I could barely talk. So I went on, and it was about five or six men, and I called myself uh, doing my little harmony or harmonette. All I was doing was screaming and howling, but I, I did that. I went on and just joined in, and I had a good time. I just had to take those heels off because I'm used to wearing, wearing tennis shoes and flat shoes, and I, these heels, whew, they were silk black shoes with rhinestone diamonds all around them, so I had to take them off trying to look cute because <laughs> I'm a girl and I love being a female. But I just want to say be who you are, enjoy life, and in in this holiday here in the United States, show somebody some love. And whatever you do, be still so that the Holy Spirit can engulf you, saturate you, and cover you with a fresh anointing. Let us listen to Yolanda Adams. Again, God bless you as you listen to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. Amen. testimony i was just playing yolanda adams and it says be still so you can feel the presence of god where you can get a outpouring of that holy spirit and it dropped in my spirit that god is getting ready to send me um, out the country again 
and I'm feeling uh, Africa as well as Jamaica. I like to always uh, speak it out in existence so that you all can hear it when it become a reality and a testimony that God put it in my spirit. So when you are still, you can hear the purpose for your life. You can hear the destiny for your life. You may not know it, but it will just drop in your belly. Hey, hallelujah. So we thank you again as we get ready to go out and venture into worldwide travel and invitations. And you are truly uh, welcome to pray with us. You are truly welcome as you would like to fellowship with us. You know why? Because we need now more than ever for us to be on one accord in love and in fellowship. And guess what? In peace. You know what? Marvin Sapp used to sing a song, This is not the time, not the hour for us to have separation. Only through God's grace and mercy can we be made whole. So this is not the place to isolate yourself and not feel the glory and the presence of God. Even if you, you know, play music or go to a church or just be able to have a quiet time with God, but enjoy being in the land of the living. There are so many people and that we would keep them in prayer who are in hospitals that wish that they could sit on their porch. There are people that wish that they had the opportunity just to look out their window and don't see wars and rumors of wars. So this is not the time to take things for granted, that while you have this little piece of heaven, why are you able to go to the market or why are you able to visit family and friends, why are you able to visit mother, while you are able to be in the body of Christ or see your father, your mother, that you need to assert yourself, get yourself up, wash your face, clean your body, and go in fellowship, even if it's just to go ahead and take a walk to the park, but enjoy the peace, hey, that God is giving you in your mind. Don't let that adversary try to take over and hinder you from breathing God's peace and in his uh, mercy and grace in your life. Let us listen to Marvin said, Amen, amen. Sometimes there's pain 
Songwriter says it's not the time nor the place that we need to walk in separation, but walk in unity and peace and in love. You know why? Because when you do that, you will never be lost. You will feel the grace, the mercy, the favor of God. God bless you again. I thank you so much for listening to us. Monday through Fridays here on this radio station as well as on Sundays. So thank you again as you listen to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. I thank you for having different ones to call in and listen. I thank you for praying me through. I thank you for being a part of this radio. I thank you for giving the time and the efforts to help preach and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I thank you for even thinking of me to even dial that number. I thank you for wanting to hear the words that come out of my mouth, and I thank you so very much for your presence and listening to this ministry. It's an encouragement to me. So God bless you again as we get ready to close out. Let us listen to C.C. Winan. And remember one thing, as long as you have accepted the responsibility, the accountability, and follow leadership and protocol and be humble and give it the best that you can, you will never be lost in the things of God. Somebody is going to come along and help you. Somebody is going to encourage you and somebody is going to give you a hug or give you an opportunity Don't let man keep you from your destiny in God. Hold your head up. Shake the adversary off. Read your word and ask God to open up those opportunities for you. Anytime that I can help you, you know, as far as worldwide evangelism or radio or TV, do give me a call. My number is 410-661-4103. Again, that's 410-661-4103. Four one and oh three. God bless you again, and let us listen to CC Winan, who says that you never lost. Amen. Amen. Two. Cool. 
The songwriter says that God has never lost a battle, and you will win, and you will win anything that try to stand in your way to worship and praise God. That you will win. That God never lost a battle, and that He is counting on you to just give the gospel of Jesus Christ to encourage ye one another and to show love. God bless you again, and please stay tuned to us on Sunday mornings right here on this radio station. On this radio station, God bless you again, and enjoy the worship and enjoy being in the land of the living. Be grateful. Amen. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.